passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to the Everything USC podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with the show for every team in L.A. and much more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm Nara Wang, and in episode 37 of the Everything USC podcast, I'm joined by a man who will probably elicit a wide range of reactions among the listeners out there. He's been a star quarterback for the Trojans' opponent this weekend, Washington State University, becoming the 1997 Pac-10 Offensive Player of the Year and Heisman Trophy finalist in leading the Cougars to the conference title and their first trip to the Rose Bowl since 1931, which led him to being drafted second overall in the 1998 NFL Draft by the Chargers. But after failing to live up to expectations in the NFL, he ended up addicted to painkillers, which eventually led to a prison sentence. He since turned his life around and is now one of the busiest sports broadcasters I know, including hosting his own show that also runs on the Believe Podcast Network. You've probably figured out that my guest is the one and only Ryan Leaf. Ryan, so glad to welcome you to the Everything USC podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was quite an introduction, I will say. And of course, if you enjoy listening to this show, Subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or more, or go right to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media, at Believe Podcasts. For me, I'm on Twitter. You can catch up with me there, at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Ryan, any social media or any other things you want to promote, let's get it out there. Yeah, I mean, you can reach me at Ryan D. Leaf on all social media platforms, whether you want to, you know, engage in sports talks or if you are struggling with anything around mental health or substance use, I'm there for you too. So those are good platforms. You can also go to my website, theryandleaf.com, find out a little bit more and, you know, catch me on whatever broadcasting things you talk about, right? ESPN Game Analyst on the weekends, SiriusXM, radio shows on the weekdays, and I just have a lot of fun doing it. It's college football season, so we're excited to be back. The Everything USC podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. 
don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. I don't believe God intended for us to be old and sick. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the immune system. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking a healthy immune system. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. Bring your body back to balance. Order now and receive free shipping and a free bottle of my skin. Use the code word AL. This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, so we obviously will begin by discussing what happened two days ago when USC Athletic Director Mike Bone released a statement firing head football coach Clay Helton two days after the Trojans suffered a humiliating defeat at home, 42-28, to Stanford. The nationally televised night game featured droves of stunned and angry fans leaving the Coliseum when the team went down 42-13, less than six minutes into the fourth quarter, and we'll go into the particulars of that game in a little bit. Helton finishes his USC career with a 46-24 record, covering five full seasons and parts of three others, and includes two stints as interim head coach. After winning more games in his first two seasons as the full-time coach than any previous Trojan head coach ever with 21, Helton was given an extension after the 2017 season by former AD Lynn Swan through 2023, which quickly became an albatross around the program. It allowed Helton to survive a 5-7 record in 2018 when the team was embarrassed by rivals UCLA and Notre Dame to finish the season, a mediocre 8-5 record in 2019 that was capped off by a beatdown in the Holiday Bowl by Iowa, and then the pandemic-shortened 2020 season that ended with a loss to Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. Ryan Leaf was now the right time to fire Clay Helton. It was inevitable, so I feel like it should have happened before. And when they brought in Graham Harrell and kind of attached that air raid hybrid offense with its lack of physicality, that I, I think that ultimately doomed them. Now, is a firing him after week two, after a loss to a Stanford team that they'd lost to before, and Stanford is a part of this conference and has been good for the last 10 years? I don't know. You know what I think really played into it? And I'm going to be honest, is Mike Bone sitting there in the early TV window watching Oregon, a team that they're supposed to be competing with, a team that they feel that they wanted to be in the same direction as where Oregon has gone the last five years or so. On national TV, absolutely beat down an Ohio State team in terms of physicality, depth, all of those things being led by a leader of men. And Mike Bone, after that loss, to Stanford on Saturday night, had to really take a good hard look on Sunday and go, that's not us. We don't have the guy that's leading us in that direction. We have to get started now, and I have to get started finding that coach. And so, therefore, he made the decision to move on from Clay Hilton, which I think was inevitable after this season, and go after the coach of his dreams, whoever that may be. Prior to 2013, the Trojans had never had a head coach fired during a season, but since then, all three full-time coaches, Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, and Helton, have all lost their jobs before the end of the season. So associate head coach and cornerbacks coach Dante Williams takes over as the 
interim for now. And I think everyone knows that he got it because he's the lead recruiter. They're going to try and salvage the recruiting class for next year and beyond. But there's no chance he's getting the full-time gig. Is he the right guy, though, to be the interim? Yeah, I think he's the right guy to be the interim because of exactly what he does well. And that's relationships. And that's recruiting. Because they're going to have to stick on this recruiting model because that's where they've really fallen off the last few years in terms of depth and their ability to get the cream of the crop out of Southern California, which is an incredibly fertile recruiting area. This guy is in his ability to recruit is going to be a huge part of it. Now, if they were to go on and win the PAC 12 South and play for a championship and maybe lose, is this a guy that I could see becoming the new head coach? I just can't see that happening. I can't see them going once again to a interim coach and making them the head coach, even if they have great success, I really feel like they have to find a new identity because they've been searching for one since Pete Carroll left and they need to find one. And if I'm Mike Bone, the first call I make, which I hope was yesterday, was to Chris Peterson. I don't know if he's going to take it, but that's the first call I'm making. All right. So, yeah, out of Mike Bone's statement, there were three key sentences for me. Quote, I want to be exceptionally clear. Our university and its leadership are committed to winning national championships and restoring USC football to glory. Over the next few months, we will conduct a national search for our new head coach. We will actively and patiently pursue a coach who will deliver on the championship aspirations and expectations we all share for our football program. Unquote. So, it's critical for USC to make the right hire. And just about every name that you can imagine is being thrown out there as a candidate. You're saying first call should have gone to Chris Peterson. Who are the maybe two or three other guys you think that Bone should be looking at that fit that criteria he laid out in his statement? Well, I think there's a lot that can be attributed to this list. I will say I don't know unless he gets a donor to back up a truck of money to pay off somebody's buyout whether or not he actually goes and gets a coach that isn't coaching right now. He wants head coaching experience. That's a big part of it, but he also wants the leadership quality. And that's the most important. You know, the first name you look at is Luke Bickle, simply because of the fact that Mike Bone hired him, right? He interviewed him, he hired him, and he's had incredible success at the University of Cincinnati during his tenure there. So that's a name that he's going to probably look at very closely, but that's a guy you got to wait until the season's completely over, right? These coaches are going to have to answer these questions now because their names are being floated out and about. James Franklin's had to. Pickles had to. Urban Myers had to. Bob Stoops has already commented on it. I mean, everybody's been commenting on it and everybody's going to. A lot of coaches may just use this as a leverage to get more money in an extension too. But, you know, I think Bob Stoops is a name that you got to take a look at too. Very successful. Itching to kind of get back into the coaching world. What he was able to accomplish at Oklahoma. And their resurgence from 1998 on has been great. Lincoln Riley has taken over a program that was put in place by what Bob Stoops has done. So there's a lot of names that are floating around. There's some NFL names, but I would be hard-pressed to see if Mike Bone's going to want to dish out a ton of money in a buyout to get the guy he wants. Right, and that's part of the reason for doing the firing so early, right, is so that you can identify guys who aren't, coaching necessarily right now the big names like Peterson and Stoops and see if they're interested and how much it would cost to get them 
Like you said, if you're looking at a current coach in college, you're waiting until at least December. If you're looking at a pro coach, you're looking until at least January. Now, I threw out a name on Twitter Monday night, just kind of throwing it out there. I'm not the only one who brought up this name, but Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy has a relationship with Mike Bone. He was hired as the OC at the University of Colorado when Mike Bone was the AD there. Obviously, we know he's been frustrated in his attempts to become an NFL head coach. And this is a high-profile college job, maybe something he'd be willing to take. He's from Los Angeles, went to Bishop Amat High School, and he's a big name. Is Eric Bieniemy a realistic choice for USC? I definitely think he's a realistic choice. I really think Mike Bone has him on his short list. You know, the fact that he hasn't gotten an NFL head coaching job over the last two coaching cycles surprises the heck out of me. It surprises Andy Reid a ton. Andy Reid's not going to complain because he gets a great coach back on his staff for another couple of years, but he is definitely preparing for Eric Bieniemy to be gone somewhere, whether that's at a head coaching position in the NFL, because there's going to be plenty available every off season, or in this sense, a trip back to college. You're exactly right. A very high profile university. Question is after being in the NFL for as long as he has, Does he want to go back to the grind of recruiting, now dealing with the transfer portal, NIL, all of those things when you don't have to deal with any of that at the NFL level? It's all about football. It's only football. It's coaching players, and you don't have to deal with all that stuff. That will be an interesting question. You know, the money, of course, is a different story, right? If the money is significant and he believes I get to run a program, which is what I want to do, then definitely I think he takes an honest and hard look at it. And that's what it's going to come down to, really, when we look at everything and all the candidates that are going to be out there. It's going to come down to how much money SC is going to be willing to spend, whether it's just on base salary, whether it has a buyout attached, all of that stuff. And again, they're still having to pay Helton to go away. So we'll see how that all ends up over the next few months. And of course, I've been running since I started this podcast a couple years ago as a USC football podcast, transition to everything USC. But I've been doing the Helton Hot Seat Scale poll on Twitter every week during football season to get the pulse of the Trojan fans about how hot the seat really is for Clay Helton. And I used four chili peppers as the gauge. The hottest, of course, the Carolina Reaper, over 2.2 million Scoville heat units, which is how they rate the spiciness of chili peppers, followed by the ghost pepper at over a million, habanero, 350,000, and cayenne at 50,000. Scovilles. So the final Helton hot seat scale poll following the Stanford game, because obviously there's no more hot seat. He's gone. But overwhelmingly, the fans voted for Carolina Reaper. Over 83% voted for that. <laughs> and then the votes were split among the other three evenly at about five and a half percent each. So the week before, just so you know, Ryan, it was 40% Carolina Reaper. And that's how bad that Stanford loss was. I think the fans were fed up, and it came to the point where Mike Bone had no choice but to make a move now. So, again, we'll see what happens in the next few months. And let's talk a little bit about the game that precipitated all of this, the 42-28 loss to Stanford at the Coliseum on Saturday night. USC never led in the game. And even though, you know, the stats don't really show how dominant that win was by Stanford, because of maybe the two fourth quarter touchdown drives that didn't mean anything by USC after the game was well out of reach. But the game started in odd fashion, first of all, when USC kicker Parker Lewis 
making the tackle on the opening kickoff, gets ejected upon replay review for targeting. So just off of that, you knew that maybe this was going to be a weird night for Pac-12 after dark at the Coliseum. Stanford's offense averages 7 yards a play with 8 plays of 15 yards or more in the game. USC commits 9 penalties for 111 yards, 4 of which were pass interference. 3 by the D, 1 on the offense. Keaton Slovis goes 27-42, 223 yards, a touchdown and a pick, which was a pick 6 by Caillou Blue Kelly that went through the hands of Drake London. Caillou Blue Kelly, of course, is the son of former USC cornerback Brian Kelly, who you're familiar with. You played against him back in the day. So that was just a dagger to Trojans everywhere. Stanford quarterback Tanner McKee making his first career start. 16-23, 234 yards, and two touchdowns. On the ground, Vavai Malapai. The stats look good, right? 15 carries, 94 yards, but most of that came in that fourth quarter garbage time. Meanwhile, Stanford running back Nathaniel Pete had just six carries for 115 yards, mostly on that 87-yard touchdown run he had in the first quarter of the game. And Drake London, the star, they were focused on him, and he really didn't have a great night. The four catches, 68 yards, got the late garbage touchdown, but had a couple of drops, including the one that led to the pick six. USC's defense couldn't sack McKee, didn't force any turnovers, committed numerous bad penalties. On the second Stanford TD drive, there was a personal foul, a pass interference, and then the offside on the field goal, which let David Shaw take the points off the board, and then they score a touchdown on the very next play. Score becomes 14-7 instead of 10-7. And then two pass interference calls helped Stanford on the drive that made it 35-13 late in the third quarter. Ryan, how could the Trojans look so bad against a team that had put up only seven points the week before versus Kansas State? Well, I think that's why we're having this conversation and doing this podcast around the firing of Clay Helton. I just, for whatever reason, this team has laid some eggs, simply put. And a lot of times that happens in an air raid offense. It does, where they haven't been able to generate any points because they put up stats. They just got beat on big explosive plays turnovers, all the things that I believe are influenced by coaching. So I really do think that had something to do with it. The fans were ready, right? I mean, they turned the lights off. They shot up fireworks. It was, the fan base was ready. They were roaring. The student section was good. And then they just went out and were flat. And that's, that's the lead up. That's coaching. That's preparation and excitement built up. And as much as I love Clay Helton, you know, he was kind of just kind of a, it seemed kind of like a little bit of a boring guy. You know, it wasn't that excitement that was generated with some past coaches, some energy, and that's going to change a little bit. But you're exactly right. It was because of what went on a week ago where Kansas State absolutely decimated the Stanford team and then to be, you know, physically imposed upon by them early on in that game. That was incredibly surprising. So we'll see what happens going forward. Of course, this is the Everything USC podcast. I'm Nara Wang. My guest today is Ryan Leaf, a man of many talents, doing so many sports things right now. It's incredible all that he has going on. Of course, everyone knows about his past. We'll get into that a little bit later as well. But if you enjoy listening to the show, subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you go to get your favorite podcasts or go to the website Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com on social media at Believe Podcasts. To reach out to me, I'm on Twitter at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A, 
W-E-N-G Sports. Ryan, let the people know all the ways they can catch up with you. They can catch me on all my social media platforms at Ryan D. Leaf. If you want to check out what we're up to at our production company and our consultant company, you can go to theryandleaf.com. And you can catch me on the weekends calling games for ESPN during the week, doing my radio show on Sirius XM, whether it's Pac-12 Radio, ESPNU, or NFL Radio, and a couple other platforms, Sky Sports, Westwood One, and then here on the Believe Podcast Network with our show, the RDL Show. So, yeah. You know what it's like. Being busy, being busy is the best thing. And college football, being back at it, has made it really, really fun. Marcus Grant here from the NFL Network, and you're checking out the Everything USC podcast with my old roommate, Nara Wang, on the Believe Podcast Network. I believe in Trojan sports. Hope you believe, too. Fight on. It's now time to preview the game on Saturday afternoon, starting at 1230 Pacific time against Washington State, Ryan Leaf's alma mater. The game will be broadcast on Fox and on radio locally, KABC 790 AM. Washington State comes into this one 1-1, one one, having defeated Portland State 44-24 last week and losing 26-23 against Utah State in Week 1. Last year in the pandemic-shortened season, they only played four games and went 1-3. They won the season opener at Oregon State. Ended up losing to Oregon, USC, and Utah, while games against Stanford, Washington, and Cal were canceled. The head coach, Nick Rolovich, in his second year at Wazoo, has a 2-4 record overall, 30-31 in his career at Wazoo and Hawaii. He made a lot of headlines for not being vaccinated and the controversy after the governor declared that all state employees had to be vaccinated, so... That was most of the headlines I think most people heard about Wazoo in the offseason. USC leads the all-time series, 60 wins, 10 losses, 4 ties. That doesn't include the vacated 2005 game. And the last game last year was a USC blowout of the Cougars, 38-13. They played the game on Sunday, December 6th, after the game was originally supposed to be played on Friday, but postponed to allow some Trojans to clear COVID quarantine. Keaton Slovis and Amon Ross St. Brown connected on four touchdowns in the first quarter in USC's best performance last season. But the last time these two teams met up in Pullman, 2017, Wazoo ranked 16th in the country, USC number five, and the Cougs behind Luke Falk's 340 yards and two touchdowns passing defeat Sam Darnold and USC 30-27. Darnold had maybe the worst passing performance as a Trojan in that game. He went 15-29 for 164 yards and a pick. So recent history in Pullman, not great for USC, but let's talk about some of the players to look at for the Cougars. At quarterback, Tennessee grad transfer Jarrett Garantano started the season opener against Utah State but got injured, and last year's starting quarterback, Jaden DeLora, finished that game and played all of Week 2 against Portland State. They've got a two-headed running back attack with super senior Dion McIntosh and senior Max Borgie. A couple of good wide receivers as well. Who do you want to focus on for the Washington State Cougars offense? Max Borgie, because I think he's been underutilized the first couple weeks. And I believe he was trying to save him some wear and tear. But in the Utah State game, they needed him to win that game. And they got beat. So they utilized him a little bit more. He had 15 touches a week ago, but I think he is the answer for them. I think he has to get at least 25 touches a game. 
for them to be successful. He is explosive. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do it in the running game. He is their best football player on the offensive side of the ball. That's where they need to focus on, and that's, that's who needs to touch the ball the most if Washington State has a chance against this USC team. And on the other side of the ball, they've got a couple of good veteran linebackers, a six-year super senior in Jihad Woods. He's a three-time All-Pac-12 honorable mention. His 18 tackles this season leads the team. And another super senior six-year guy, Justice Rogers, he's also done really well for them. Force the fumble has a pick this year. And they've got a new special teams coordinator and Kyle Krantz running that unit. What are you looking at from the Cougars defense that we should be looking for? The back end, right? They were supposed to be extremely talented this year on the back end at the safety and cornerback positions. They've had some injuries and they've disappointed. So going up against an offense that loves to throw the ball with the likes of Drake London out there catching the ball, who's a big physical wide receiver. That's the biggest thing if you're Trojans fans looking at how will they compensate on the back end. They're very good at the linebacker position and can rush the passer with the two guys you talked about, Jihad Woods and Justice Rogers. Just a matter of their ability to get to the quarterback. They get to the quarterback and make things difficult for Keaton Slovis. That allows that back end to take more chances, do more things. But if they got all day, Slovis has all day to sit back there. The defensive backfield for the Washington State Cougars is probably the area you attack most. So now let's look into what USC needs to do to get a win and get above 500. For me, it comes down to three things. Number one, maintain discipline. And that's not just cutting down penalties, but making sure that they're doing their assignments properly. Number two, get another receiver involved besides Drake London. He's clearly the guy that Slovis looks to, has the comfort with, but he's got to find someone else at least to target so that they can't just key on London. And then number three, on the defensive side, they have to contain the Wazoo running game. Like you said, Max Borgie, very talented, and Dion McIntosh hit the Trojans up for 65 yards on 10 carries last year as well. So he's certainly capable of doing well. So they got to contain Wazoo's running game. Those are the three things I'm looking at. What are you looking at for the Trojans to be successful against your alma mater? They have to be physical, right? They have to be a physical football team, which is something they've lacked since... Graham Harrell's brought that offense to USC and they have to be able to run the football against this defense because that will allow Keaton Slovis more time back there to pick apart this Washington state defense, especially the backfield that's limited. So those are the biggest things. And I think that you're probably used to hearing that every single week that this team's got to be more physical, right? They have to be more aggressive. They have to spend more time going forward and going backwards. And that's what happens in this air right offense. And no matter how much people try to tell us that, Graham Harrell has changed some things and does more with tight ends, so it's not necessarily the air rate. The philosophies are the same. They simply are. And that's made it very difficult for this offense, for this team in general to be physical, and that's what they're going to need Saturday night. And that brings us to the always popular predictions segment of the show, where we get to decide what we think is going to happen in the game. And so let me recap what happened last week. I had my guest, Tim Brando, the Fox Sports play-by-play man, who was calling the Stanford-USC game. And for the players that we believe in, which is essentially the Trojan MVP of the game, I went with Keontae Ingram, who had 10 carries, 44 yards, a touchdown, three catches, and 22 yards. Tim went with Drake London, who had the four catches, 68 yards, TD, a couple of drops, one that led to a pick six. So I'm going to call that 
even, basically, a tie on that. For the game score, Tim was not allowed to pick the score of the game because he was calling it, so I had a freebie here. And I went with USC 30-20. to I told Tim that if SC, the 17-point favorite, ended up covering the spread, I would not take credit for it. They would have to not cover and win. And it didn't matter anyway because they got blown out. So we both didn't get any points there. And then on the prop bet pick, Nara's no doubter for me last week was that there would be at least two missed field goals. And then after Parker Lewis gets ejected for targeting on the kickoff, I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's a chance for this. Because I thought Stanford, young guy, not going to maybe be comfortable kicking at night there. And he did miss one field goal, Joshua Cardi for Stanford. However, Alex Stadhouse came in and did a great job for USC making his kicks. So I missed out. There was only one missed field goal in the game. Tim called his picks. Pac-12 pilfers after dark because he thought there would be at least three (laughs) interceptions in the game and at least two by the winning D. And of course, there was just the one that Kelly returned for the touchdown. So we didn't get anything there. So basically a tie in one category for us. So on the season, I now lead the guests 2-1-1 thanks to my 2-1 record in week one against former SC offensive lineman and Super Bowl champ Derek Deese. Now it's Ryan Leaf's turn to join me and try and compete in this season-long predictions tracker I'm keeping to see how I do against the guests. We begin, as always, with the players we believe in. And for me, maybe I'm taking the easy way out this week, but I'm just going to go quarterback Keaton Slovis. I think he's going to be the best Trojan player in the game. Ryan, who do you have as the player you believe in for the Trojans? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we see the things the same. I think Keaton's got to be special in this game. He's got to produce because... There's a lot of expectations when it comes to not only being a USC quarterback, but him in particular. A lot of people were heaping a lot of praise on him a year ago about being a high draft pick. I had the sense and I made the statement that, you know, we may not have ever heard of Keaton Slovis if JT Daniels doesn't blow his knee out against Fresno State two years ago, right? So we're here. There's been chaos that has ensued with the loss of their head coach now. And now it's important for him to be the established leader and produce on Saturday. All right, so you're just going to go with the same pick as me then, Keaton Slovis, for your player that you believe in for the game. That's the guy that I think has to be the answer for this team this week. He has to be the reason why they get over the top. I was going to go with Drake London, but if the guy getting him the ball isn't up to the task, then it really doesn't matter what Drake London does out there. That's true, although it would have been cool if you did go with Drake London because every guest so far has picked Drake London against me, so you would have made it three in a row there. That would have been fun. But you're going to go with Keaton Slovis as well. Now let's pick the game score. I'll let you go first. What do you have as the winner and the score of the game? You know, it's hard to go against my alma mater. I just think that there's too many moving parts right now at Washington State. I don't think they're clicking on offense the way they need to, especially against the type of talent they're going to go up against. They have the shell-shocking defeat of what went on in, in the Coliseum a year ago and Nick Rolovich's first opportunity against the Trojans. I have... USC winning this game 42-21. to A big win for USC. 42-21 is what Ryan Leaf has taken. For me, I am not quite as sold maybe on the big win for USC. Again, they are a 7.5 point favorite as we record this on a Wednesday on Bet Online, who is of course a sponsor of this show. And so I'm going right around that number. I am picking USC, but I think it's going to be 31-24 for the Trojans. So we'll see if they cover, then Ryan Leaf is going to win this 
part. And if they don't, then I will win. Of course, USC still needs to win. So hopefully that will happen. And now the always fun prop bet. Nara's no doubter this week is that there will be over 800 yards of total offense combined by both teams. I think it's going to be a little bit of up and down on the Palouse. So I've got a lot of offense going on. Over 800 yards of total offense combined. Ryan, first of all, give me the name of your prop bet and what is it? Ryan's Real Things. Ryan's Real Things. All right. Yeah. This game will be forfeited before the game because of close contact for Coach Rolovich and his, his insistence on not being vaccinated. That's my prediction that all this goes into it. And like Cal, Washington State a year ago, right up to the last minute, it gets forfeited by the Washington State Cougars, unfortunately. Wow. That is yeah. a bold prediction. It's a very bold prediction. Yes, indeed. It most likely won't happen, but that is the Ryan's real things right now. All right. So to recap the predictions, the players that we believe in, I'm going with the quarterback, Keaton Slovis, and so is Ryan Leaf. So that's a guaranteed tie right there. For the game score, I'm going 31-24 USC. Ryan has the Trojans winning big 42-21. And in the prop bet, Nara's no-doubter, 800-plus yards of total offense by both teams. And Ryan's real things is that there will be a COVID shutdown of the Wazoo (laughs) football team that will cause the game to be forfeited. Wow. Yeah. That is a big prop bet prediction by Ryan. What kind of odds? What kind of odds are we going to get on that one? Like 100 to 1? 1,000 to 1? I mean, we'll have to go see if they have odds on something like that at Bet Online. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy time right there. But if it happens... There has to be, it has to be out there somewhere. There has to be a, a prop bet out there that this game will be forfeited because of that. You would get, I think, huge odds if you're willing to throw money down <laughs> on that one, Ryan. So, again, this is all for entertainment purposes. We'll see how these picks turn out on Saturday. So again, this is the Everything USC podcast. I'm your host, Nara Wang. My guest today, Ryan Leaf, the busiest man in sports broadcasting. And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts or go to the website, believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media at Believe Podcast. For me, I'm on Twitter at Nara Wang Sports. N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Ryan, what are all the ways that people can catch up with you? Well, you can catch me on all my social media platforms at Ryan D. Leaf, of course. If you want to go to my website, theryandleaf.com, you'll find me on the ESPN Airwaves calling games on the weekends, on the SiriusXM Airwaves with my Pac-12 radio show, as well as ESPNU and the NFL radio side of things there. and. Yeah, you can check me out in all those places. It's too much to talk all about. Hey, everyone. This is Chuck Arfine of NBC Sports Chicago and proud USC alum. And you're listening to the Everything USC podcast with Nara Wang on the Believe Podcast Network. As we finish up here, I alluded to some of the ups and downs that you've been through in your life during the show open. I think most of the general public remembers you for more of those downtimes that you've endured rather than the redemption story that you've been trying to craft over most of the last decade. 
I'd like to give you, Ryan Leaf, this time now to let the folks listening to this show know more about your journey to get to where you are now, which seems to be a really good place. Well, I, I think that it's, it's not any more unique than what anybody else has been through. Anybody who's still standing in this life has overcome adversity. Mine just happened to be on a very public platform. And it probably was a big reason why I'm still here. Because when I messed up, I was held accountable. There were consequences to my action. There are so many that go through similar mental health and substance abuse issues that I did that do it in the dark, that are, are in the shadows, that are never heard from again. And the understanding that every life is precious is important. So that's why I'm so public about it. You know, I figured that as public as my downfall was, my recovery and my redemption has to be just as public. Therefore, helping people who struggle with the same type of things that I did can find a way out of it. And it's been, it's given me the life of my dreams. It really has. Everybody, I think, would have thought that being an NFL quarterback and a millionaire is the life of my dreams. And I thought it was for the longest time. I thought that was the purpose. Certainly wasn't it. Definitely wasn't it. And I'm getting to live it now. So I'm really grateful. And I live a ton of my life in, in gratitude for everything that's come my way. Uh, it's just so great to hear, and it's such a great message, and I know you're out there, you're trying to help others, you give talks, and I think it's a message that really needs to be heard, especially as we've seen an increased reliance on reaching out to others for help, whether it's for mental health, whether it's for substance abuse. I think there's less of a stigma around it than when you were going through it. Would you agree with that? Definitely. I mean, just... The fact that when I go speak to these college football teams, I talk to them about growing up in the cowboy culture of Montana and then into college and NFL locker rooms, I never saw or heard another man say, I'm really struggling. Can you help me? I never heard it. So how are we supposed to learn from that if we haven't heard it, if it hasn't been an example? So it's important that we hear from people, hear from those who are successful that are still going through everything that everybody goes through, you know, and we've heard that more recently. We've seen Michael Phelps really come out and talk about it. Kevin Love, DeRozan, even The Rock, Dwayne Johnson has talked about his struggles and he's the most famous movie star on the planet. So it's important that everybody realizes that we are the same, right? We're all these flawed human beings trying to be better every single day and approach it as such. Well, I really appreciate you coming on to talk football with me, but also to get that message out there as well. And Ryan, best of luck to you in all of your various endeavors. And hopefully we'll catch up with you again down the road. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So for my guest, Ryan Leaf, I'm Nara Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode 37 of the Everything USC podcast presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with the show for every team in L.A. and so much more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And as I end every show, please remember to fight on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.